Plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. One of the things that we've looked at from an investment standpoint and have been educating clients on now for quite a few years is the concept of what they call ESG investing. Extra sensory gratification? Could be that. Okay. Uh, I thought it was good. Early on, it used to be socially responsible investing. Oh. And you're seeing a big push in that direction, and the curve has dramatically shot up in the last five years as to the amount of money that's gone into this ESG investing. So what I want to do is really cover what what it is. It's so, but 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 the the, the name, it's basically the same thing we've been doing for years. Just it's they gave it a different name. Oh, and there's different criteria of how. It's oh, there measured. is. Yeah. Okay, okay. So ESG stands for environmentally socially governed investing. Governance. 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 Okay. Correct. Okay. And it the ESG criteria measures how investments or companies perform in certain categories. So the categories are broken into environmental factors, social factors, and governance factors. Governance factors consider how companies run. Social factors examine the treatment of people both inside and outside the company. And then the environmental factors look at the conservation of of the natural world. So ESG investing is a form of sustainable investing that considers environmentally, socially governance factors to judge an investment's financial returns and its overall impact. Okay, now, now hang on a sec. Each company has to identify their environmental factors, their social factors, and their governance factors, or somebody, a third party, is looking at those companies and determining it you're for them. All of the above. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're having the companies who want to lead their corporations into a, you know more environmentally sound company as far as carbon footprints, how their employees are treated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what their opinion is of how governments start to put implement certain types of things that businesses have to adhere to. You know, does it fall into line with them? You know, do you follow this government standard of Okay. What is it so there's 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 a lot going on. Environmental basically looks at carbon emissions, air and water pollution, deforestation. I had a tough with that. Uh, green energy initiatives, yep. waste management, water usage. Hmm. Right, absolutely. And then if you look at the social side, this has to do with kind of how um, uh, companies are are interacting, you know, with with society. So they look at um, the the gender diversity of their of their workforce. What type of customer satisfaction do they have? Are they are they really listening to their customer and and, and treating them well? Um, do they have good strong uh, harassment policies uh, within their uh, their handbook, if you will? And of course, we're looking at human rights, right? Are they um, are are they do they have questionable labor practices uh, overseas and and uh, you know uh, in in the U.S. as well? 
uh, and that ties right into fair labor practices. You know, are they are they being paid? Are they paying their their employees a livable wage, um, which is a hot hot topic today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's on the social side. The governance side, what we're looking at is the, the diversity of their board members, right? Uh, do they have uh, minority representation on the board? Do they have female representation on the board? Employees. Uh, and, and employees as well, right. But yeah, from a yeah. governance perspective, in terms of how the companies run, are they diversified at the top layer as well? But, I mean, do they have employee representation on the board? Oh, employee. That uh, kind yeah, of thing. Sure, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what does the, the company's political contributions look like, right? Do they have a big lobbying effort in Washington? Uh, and are they focused more on uh, tweaking the, the you know, legislative uh, body versus running a good practice? Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what happens is these companies now are reporting on all three of these metrics in their annual reports. Uh, but if just to read an annual report, it's really tough to differentiate between one company and another. That's a lot of effort uh, and, for people and, to put it. So. Let's be honest. It's an annual report. Right. They're really not saying, by the way, we kind of missed the boat on this and we weren't good on this. They're singing their praises. Well, so exactly. somebody else has to come in and look at it and make a determination whether or not the praises are right or, oh, by the way, you skipped this. Yeah, and the reality of it is how many people actually read annual reports? Yeah, I know. Right. I mean – Stockholders. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but most stockholders don't read well, their annual really? reports. Oh. So what happened? So what's happened is we we now have several companies uh, uh, that are looking at these factors and they're quantifying them okay. uh, for investors and they're creating a score. So what you know, a company A could have an ESG score of five and company B could have an ESG score of ten. Uh, 10 being better, right? Sure, sure. So when people are trying to build a portfolio that's taking into consideration these environmental, social, and governance factors, they can look at these scores to then be another input into their decision-making process. But can it just be as simple as, you know, I'm really into renewable resources. I want only companies in this portfolio that have wind and, and uh, hydro and solar. That's that. Yeah. And they're really not looking into it. It's just kind of a general, this is where I want to go. Part of the puzzle here. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for something very specific like that, then what we have available to you is looking at ETFs that are geared towards wind, renewable energy, yep, solar. Right. There's very specific indexes now, ETFs that have been designed to capture that upside or downside, depending on what's going on in the economy with that specific market sector. Okay. So they're out there. Peter, one thing that's amazing and that we've noticed is the trends in ESG investing. It was back in 2018, it was $12 trillion. That's the amount of money yep. flowing into ESG okay. investing. Yep. 2020 report shows that it's up to $17.1 trillion. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, you're seeing more and more companies really look at these different parameters and you know want to reshape what's going on in the world and want to make sure that they're doing the right things for people, Mother Earth, and, you know, their stockholders. But, but okay, but conversely, um, I may be, I have a particular religious affiliation, and I want things that are backed, uh, that support my religious philosophy. Right. Uh, I'm a hunter. Hey, I want to support firearms manufacturers. So there are those available as well. It's not just the green stuff. You can pretty much cater to whatever your particular belief is, right? Absolutely. Okay. Right. There's, you, there's, 
there's anything out there. It, it's like Baskin Robbins, right? There's a thousand different flavors. Uh, you is can, that what you, they're up to now? There's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you, if you want to make a portfolio of uh, cigarette companies only, you can do that. Okay. Right? Uh, okay. If you want to find one that's cigarette and alcohol, you can find that, right? So What's that, we, a, a sin? Uh, that would be uh, like a sin portfolio. Sin, yeah, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Let's throw gambling in there as well. Okay. And, uh, okay. <laughs> But see, again, uh, but, I, I just I wanted people to say it, it pretty much reflects whatever wherever you are in life and what you think. You can build whatever you want. That's the beauty of this, yeah, right? Okay. The beauty of, of the evolution of ESG scores and, and looking at it this way is now people can build a portfolio that really suits their personal beliefs, right? You know, a, a church affiliation might want it that, you know, they have a lot of money and they're going to want to invest it, but they're not going to maybe want to invest in the pornography stocks or the sure. gambling or whatnot. So now you can use these ESG factors and build a portfolio that is, suits their um, their moral compass, if you will. And the reality is more and more of the general public and investors are looking for this information. Absolutely. They, I mean, they're, they're, they're pointedly uh, looking for this info. Yeah, especially, you know, the one common theme that comes into my office is the carbon footprint mm-hmm. of the companies that we're investing for them. Yeah. You know, if I have someone who's very concerned about carbon footprint, you know, we, we really go and look at, you know, what's available, what's out there. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, with the new uh, regime in Washington and, you know, the bill that is going to create this big infrastructure and everything. A lot of it re- revolves around right. these types sure. of companies. Sure. Yep. They're going to take a look at you know what's the carbon footprint impact. How is the company dealing with their employees? Are mm-hmm. they proper equal rights or this that? And so you're going to see more and more money flowing into it. So even if you're not into this type of thing and it's not your belief, mm-hmm. it may be something you want to look at and put a portion of your portfolio on a small percentage. Well, mm-hmm. To capture because this thing's growing. Right. And it is part of the future. Not all of the future, but part of the future anyway. And it's not necessarily an all or nothing kind of deal. You don't have to take all your portfolio. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I mean, if you were into pharmaceuticals, let's say somebody uh, in your family was touched by cancer and you're supporting cancer research and and stuff like that, you might want to say, hey, I I support that or stem cell or, you know, whatever that case might be. Correct. Okay. Okay. So it's all available out there. Wow. Yeah, it's all out there. But let's, I mean, just, just to clarify, this ESG is all about finding, it's not about building a portfolio of pharmaceutical companies. That's easy. You just look right, at what the right. pharma companies are. Yep. This is about finding companies that are well run across yep. these three broad metrics, right? And the the philosophy is that if you have a company that treats its employees right, that doesn't have a big carbon footprint or, or negative impact on the environment, that is good with its governance, it should be a well-run company that makes money and should prosper over time. And that's the intent of this. Makes sense. It makes sense. Um, and now it, and then you can, I'm sorry, and then you can obviously where you were going, you can then fine tune it. You can say, well, find one across ESG, but then find one that specializes that's what in I was talking solar about. power. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm or one that does uh, clean water, or whatever you pick. So uh, you and Sean, as fiduciaries, which you are, and you take great pride in that, has, does this make your job easier, or does it make it harder? I don't think it makes a difference. This is just another tool in the toolbox. Okay. Right? Um, some so We have some clients that say, I don't care if a company uh, doesn't have – I don't care how much they pollute. For instance, as long as it's legal, that's, I want that one, right? And so they don't—they don't care. Others say I want to be more mindful 
of the, the, my investments carbon footprint and other things. Okay. So it's just it's it's just another way to access the market and to create an investment portfolio that will, you know, suit Are you the getting needs of have our you clients. have you gotten a lot of that kind of those inquiries from people? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I have over the okay. years. Okay. It's for me it's been probably the last 4 years that we've been talking about this the these options yep. that people want to hear about and so it's uh it's out there and it's been out there for a long time it's this is nothing new it's been around for quite a long time and we feel as fiduciaries that it's our job to really educate the public and let them understand that this is out there and if it's of interest to you we're a resource to educate you and bring you up to speed on what this is all really about because it's evolving it's created different asset classes now um and you're going to see you know this thing push even harder going forward because the number one theme is what carbon footprint Mm -hmm. carbon footprint Mm -hmm. carbon footprint this is a lot of what these companies look at blackrock for instance takes a big look and they have a whole esg investing platform what's out there and you know who have what's their carbon footprints and how do they affect the overall you know environment it's out there now like you said are you going to put all your apples in one basket probably not well you've um, preached for years don't put all your eggs in no, one basket exactly yeah be well diversified mm-hmm. uh this is just a way to take a percentage of your portfolio and you know so i necessarily don't have to start a new portfolio i can just work with my existing and and pair it a little bit yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, okay. just, it, it's just another piece, again, okay. a piece of that puzzle. Um, the history of this is really interesting, by the way. Uh, I don't want to get off topic too much, but we always it do. started. Oh. Th- this this whole concept started with years ago. Um, certain in- institutional investors would say, "Build me a portfolio, but don't have any South African stocks in there. Build me a portfolio, but don't have any alcohol stocks. Mm-hmm. Make a portfolio, but no oil stocks." So it's an exclusionary approach. Make a portfolio, but exclude those things that are bad. Okay, but what we've done is we've evolved. What we've done is we've changed it to and exclude those things are bad, and then identify those that are good, mm-hmm. right? So those that are proactively um, benefiting the environment, perhaps, or proactively developing new technologies that are going to help certain aspects, and sort of just instead of avoiding only the bad. So mm-hmm. it's a really interesting uh, way that um, that's been developed to to identify these 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 good companies, not just avoid the bad ones. Right, and so the investor can feel good about what they're investing in exactly and hopefully the earth does well too yeah (laughs) but but it's interesting because a lot of these companies that you everybody's considers bad Mm -hmm. have been evolving themselves too sure they are and so it's pushed them to be more conscious of you know what they're doing and how they're doing it Mm -hmm. let's face it all these energy companies now are looking for greener you know renewable energy sources because they know that that's the wave of their future so you know it's not a good or a bad thing. I think it's a, it's an educational thing where mm-hmm. people s- take a step back and say, well, this is where we were, but for our stockholders, where do we have to go? What value can we bring? Mm-hmm. A- and they evolve and change also. Well, they kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hang on. But there's still money to be made with the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, I, yeah we there have, is. I'm but, just not again, going but that Dave far gotta, over. But okay. they've got to well, come well, along, con- too. What do you consider bad? I mean, is Tobacco, alcohol. alcohol. Is alcohol gambling? Bad? I mean, it, it's bad in some people's eyes, and other people's it's not. It's you know whether or not you abuse those things. I mean, everything's relative. Well, okay, and I get that. Okay, I get that. Um, so 
Yeah. And yes, I like the socially conscious. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But I can still make a buck on tobacco for my portfolio. I can still make a buck on the sin portfolio. Yeah. Well, and, right. and the interesting thing is, you know, we all have people coming to the office and all they care about is returns. So whatever mm-hmm. whatever yeah. we look yep. at is based on, you know, okay, what kind of returns you're looking for? What, you know, who, who's out there? Who's doing it? We don't look at any of this stuff. Yep. And, you know, unless they really want to look at it. But now it is there for them. Yeah. And the, it's the people for, that do want to look at yeah, it. Yeah. It, it's a viable option, too. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 